The Ghost is our continuing series of song deconstructions. We're talking about the track um, that we just put out there yesterday, um, which is um, what we call uh, a xenophobia track. You kind of nod to Prince if you're a heavy Prince fan. Uh, a long time ago, he did a he did a track called Xenophobia on a new um, new power generation um, new funk. Um, his personal website that he had service out there, one of the first services by a, by an artist, and I had been a subscriber. <clears throat> he had done a song called Xenophobia. There was kind of this um, instrumental track with spoken word stuff on it. It was pretty cool. Um, and so I had this idea of looking at what's going on in the world today with all this kind of anti-immigrant, anti-other, you know, anti-global um, citizen type of... Uh, attitude and just looking inward to like nationalism and and and, and really um people who are are just scared of other people um and so I decided to write a song about what's been going on it's called I whip the crowd into a frenzy and it's a, you know it's basically a comment on the political state of what we see with this xenophobia when xenophobia is just kind of fear of the other that sometimes like the majority culture can fear a minority group and we saw it in world war ii we see it you know what happened in rwanda you know it happens you know all the time and throughout human history people scapegoat others for their own deficiencies or politicians or dictators or political systems or economic systems that are failing, the reason why it's failing gets scapegoated on our religious minority or ethnic minority or class of people. So Josephine Electric, in this song, we use um, a pretty cool effect that we found and we doubled down on it um, in that we use the scatter effect 
um, from our MX-1 along with um, the scatter capability on a, on a, on a VTO-3 vocal transformer to get kind of disjointed vocalization that Josephine's doing to describe this uh, disconnect. And we think that musically it's kind of cool to use the scatter to show the disconnection and, and kind of frenzied disruption that this type of behavior has. And this type of behavior can generate, you know, hatred and violence toward others, <clears throat> which is not justified. And it, it's very interesting that people can fall into the trap of thinking that the other's going to take away benefits, take away money, take away resources. And the humanity of people gets mangled. Where if you look at this idea, this caravan of women and children who are victims of political violence and drug violence in Central America, as those people are somehow diseased and their threats, and you're going to go bring more troops than what we have in Iraq or Afghanistan with guns against women and children. The fact that somebody could think that's valid shows the the the... The, the affliction of xenophobia. And really, it's not a good um, position to be in in the 21st century. Um, it doesn't seem to be a very Christian thing to do. It doesn't seem to be a very, very humanitarian thing to do. It doesn't follow even the tradition of Ronald Reagan, who said that you sh hate, hatred and racism have no place. But today's Republican Party doesn't seem to care if they think they can win a midterm election by scapegoating women and children, peasants, and people who are seeking asylum. That is in the worst tradition of, of American um, history, which we have had in the past. You know, Woodrow Wilson had the KKK march on Washington um, back in the day. We've had Jim Crow. We've had slavery. We've had you know, uh, broken promises to Native Americans, trail tears. We have a lot of things in America that we should be ashamed of and we should be clear on describing that not everything Americans have done is perfect. And to try to su uh, subscribe to the idea that we can do no wrong and we have done no wrong is not a good way to, to learn. Because if you are anybody that's a professional, you learn from your mistakes. If you do any career, you learn from your mistakes. You are bound to repeat the past if you act like you've never made a mistake. And, uh, you know, people who don't agree with what I'm saying, and we don't need you to be peg fans, because it's pretty reasonable in this world to understand that we are all human beings and we're members of this planet, and that borders are important for certain things, but humanity and um, fellowship with humanity is more important. You know, as the world gets smaller and smaller, to build walls because fear is not justified. To build a wall, theoretically, kind of a terrorist or an enemy that's a legitimate enemy that's going to actually harm Americans or harm anybody, that is not a problem. A problem is when you act like a young child or a young woman or even a young man that has been hit with political violence or drug violence is looking for a better life and you perceive because of their skin color 
and their different language or their different religion that they're a threat, you have to look in the mirror and figure out why would you think that person is a threat. Well, what we've seen are middle-aged and young white men actually go up and kill people in a Kroger um, grocery store, to kill people in a church, to run a woman down at a political rally, to gun uh, senators or reps down at a baseball field. Uh, We've seen, you know, crazies kill children because of psychological difficulty. And we haven't seen these people be the other. They're part of the majority culture. And then there's the question is like, okay, well, why is there so much focus on the other person being such a threat? And, you know, that is something people need to look in the mirror and figure out why they feel that way. So Whip the Crowd into a Frenzy is a very topical song. It's part of our tradition of what we call political electronic music, where we feel the electronic music medium shouldn't just be about taking, um, you know, drugs and partying and just, you know, being free, which is not a problem, because, you know, as long as you don't overdo it. But all musical forms can contribute to the conversation of uh, politics and social um, mores. And electronic music should also, like rap music, be able to talk about issues and not just be about a party. And we've seen, you know, in multiple genres, when artists... uh, decide to use their medium, they can use their medium to have political expression. And uh, that's what I like to do with The Phantom Electric Ghost. And this song is in that tradition of songs that we've done going back to our first album, Something Wicked, which predicted that Trump would be um, a danger to our society. We had the line, you know, something wicked this way comes, T-R-U-M-P. And it looked like we were right. So, political electronic music is is what we do along with our expansive sound. Um, we're very happy about the reception we've gotten. We got over a thousand listen listeners on Reverb Nation. We're up to over seventy five thousand listens on um, SoundCloud. We hit over two thousand listens for October, which is like a significant. Uh, doubling or tripling of our listenership in one month. So we must be doing something right. Our anchor broadcast have hit 1,800 lessons. Uh, We used to be on Spearman hitting about 3,000. So we're getting close to where we were and rebuilding our audience since Spearman stopped supporting podcasts. So we have a lot of people we're going to be interviewing in November. We're going to interview Hydra. We're going to interview Raya and we're going to interview Synth Girl. Uh, we're hoping to bring some other people on board as well. We always talk to Kendra Black. We always talk to um, um, a lot of the people like like the Muted. And we're hoping to be working on some tracks with um, the band um, The Heritage from Bermuda. We know they're busy, but yeah, we, we're hoping to also collaborate with... Um, Stephen Kidd and the crew from Wilsonboro, 
So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to a lot of things we're talking to, um, well, a lot of people we're talking to. And uh, we're very excited about the next step we're going to be doing with this, some product reviews that we've uh, did an initial review or explanation of a Mother 32 at one point, and we did pretty good re, um, reception to that. We're going to also go and do that type of analysis or review of our OPC when we get it shortly should be coming and uh we're very excited about what we can do with that in terms of music production performance and portability we think that uh the next purchase we're going to get is the Roland AX Edge Accent and we think the combination of using an axe with a Euro rack like a Arteriastic U and an OPZ is a really good mobile solution you know, with the mixer, uh, we've got several mixers. We've got a Yamaha um, mixer, an MG10XU. We've got an MX1, and we've got a Zoom um, R24. We are looking at the Model 24 from Tascam because of its analog capability. And also, we're looking at the Zoom L20. Uh, we're... we're constantly looking at you know getting better microphones we're going to be investing in some better studio mics in the future um so there's a lot of things that we're we're looking at um we're kind of torn between the moog one and the profit xl um but you know it really is a matter of resources if we hit the big time the profit xl and the moog one will be in our studio uh, if we're not able to hit the big time, uh, we'll probably start with a, a grandmother, um, which is regardless of the grandmother is coming in. We're hoping that Moog actually releases the Subharmonicon, which we think is a really awesome machine. And we think a combination of a Subharmonicon with a Neutron would be the next uh, setup for another um, Eurorack. And we're looking at the different solutions out there. Doffer has a really awesome road case Euro rack. They were thinking that we put a Neutron and a Subharmonicon plus a bunch of make noise modules. Uh, even a Model D clone we probably put into that with a lot of uh, uh, make noise modules and Pittsburgh um, instrument modules and uh, some Roland modules as well. We'd probably try to put a System 500 in there. So that would be our next goal, is to is to get another set of Eurorex with some uh, Roland System 500, with um, putting the Behringer products in there, the Model D and the Neutron, and then hoping that uh, Moog releases the Subharmonicon, which we think is an amazing machine. We're hoping that you know since they put so much focus on the mother, grandmother, and the Moog One this year that they don't let the subharmonicon kind of die in the vine we think that that is a really cool machine uh and it, it is another machine worthy of of the mother moniker moniker but, <laughs> but we don't know i mean it, it, the subharmonicon looks like it's not going to be called any kind of it's not going to be called um like a d fam as a drummer from another mother and and the, and the mother 32 is a mother and the grandmother's the mother but subharmonicon would be the one module that looks you know, it's a standalone machine, but it wasn't named that way. And typically, um, 
you know, what was released at the Moog Fest consistently stays in the same presentation. So that would kind of be a weird change to their, their naming convention. But doesn't matter to me. Uh, I think that machine would be awesome. It has some really cool uh, sound engineering that I have not seen Moog do. It is based on conversations that Moog had had with some of his uh, some of his people. I forgot the name of the person who actually you know is running. I think he's one of the head product developers there. The name escapes me at the moment, but I am very impressed with what it what it looks like. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, Lollipop actually had a really good review of it. Probably the best one I've seen on the net. Uh, he is really awesome. He has some really awesome analysis of, uh, all kinds of things. Good like the squid pyramid or the squat pyramid, which is an awesome sequencer. And I've, uh, kind of hovered between, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh modular has an awesome sequencer they put out. Analog Solutions has a really great, great synth uh, sequencer. And um, this sequencer that they have uh, from Squarp is like, is one one I've always looked at and wanted. It's hard to get because it goes out of production, but they sell the whole run all the time. So yeah, I'm always looking for the mid-tier companies. And then we also have the at Megatron, um, awesome uh, 8-bit synth coming that is a really interesting machine would give you a different palette than anything else but i gotta go for now and um as always we're fan supported if you want to help us out and uh we'll send you some merch or downloads if you subscribe at the 4.99 or 9.99 level thank you